And welcome to the Goshen News podcast room. It looks like a cave. We can call it the podcast cave here at uh, the Goshen News in downtown Goshen on Main Street. This is uh, Goshen News sports reporter Evan Leepak, uh introducing us today. We also have Austin Huff, the uh, Goshen News sports editor. He's always in here. But this is uh, another edition of the Goshen News sports podcast that you're listening to, about to listen to. Thanks for joining. Austin, how's it going? It's going well, Evan. Thank you for that lovely introduction, letting people know where we are sitting at currently. I do think this is kind of like a cave. We're kind of in the back of the office, um, central to most of the heat, and also most of the AC in the summer. So we either are freezing in June or we're really warm in December. It's so really toasty. It's I, Hey, were you excited for your first snowfall Monday night, October 17th, 2022? I just looked out the window, saw it, and I was like, all right, go and and take a nap. I lost my power. That's great. I didn't. I lost it for four and a half hours. I had to come over to your place. Thank you for your hospitality. Your power went off at 4.30? Almost 5.15 exactly, and it came back on around 9 o'clock exactly almost. So, yeah, all of a sudden there was like a boom noise outside, and then the power went out. So We know what that means. A tree fell on a pole, electrical pole, probably. 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 So, yeah, that was fun. Um, welcome to winter. So, it's not going to last. I know. We're going to be in the 70s this weekend. Good, which is when we have all of our high school sports going on is this weekend. We have reached that point of the year where we don't really have much going on during the week for the next couple weeks um, until girls basketball starts up. Girls basketball, first official practice was this past Monday. When's the first official game? Uh, can't they can start playing on Halloween technically Monday October thirty first, but most of the first games are Tuesday November first uh, and Thursday November third. Exciting! It's something. And college basketball starts that week too. I know. We can kind of cycle out our bad football teams, at least college For our ones. bad basketball teams, it's great. For our uh, hopeful mediocre, basketball teams. <laughs> mediocre SEC basketball teams, yeah. Oh, I love sports. Uh, yeah, they don't love me back sometimes, most of the time, but I Those love them. sports weekend was good, was it? It was a great sports weekend if you were like a neutral third-party fan. I was happy Missouri wasn't playing, didn't bring me down. So That was a yawn. But yeah, Tennessee, how about that? First one over Alabama in 16 years. A knuckleball just crosses over the crossbar there. TCU Oklahoma State was wild. Michigan ran all over Penn State. Utah USC was wild at the end. Went for two. Bills Bills Chiefs. Maybe we can just talk about uh, Notre Dame right now. Eagles Cowboys. We do have Notre Dame (laughs) scheduled to talk about later. Let's just do it. Uh, They stink. Notre Dame, the it's, Irish. It's the it's the meme from uh, from Waterboy. I won't say the bad word though, but it's oh no, we stink again. Like that's yeah. that's what they are. <laughs> they stink again, Notre Dame. Tough. Yeah, uh, I heard the word execution a million times again after. I, yeah, uh, I want to execute myself after watching yeah. that game. Three. Uh, but I'm, yeah, Freeman and the rest of the Irish right now, they're not uh, they're not clicking on all cylinders. So I don't know that they will. If you look at the rest of their schedule. They'll be like lucky to uh, finish six and six. I mean, that's looking like almost best case scenario unless they squeeze out a win, an upset over either Syracuse or Clemson or uh, USC. So, not the first season Marcus Freeman was hoping for, but unfortunately, I mean, I don't think his roster has a ton of talent on it, especially not the quarterback position. Uh, we we tried to uh, 
talk ourselves into liking Drew Pine uh, last week, and yeah. uh, uh, I knew it. I was on to something, and <laughs> he was very bad against Stanford. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was not good. Um, in theory, they have a get right game against uh, UNLV this weekend. That doesn't mean they're gonna get right. And so. on the bright side, not many people can watch it because it's only on Peacock. It's only on Peacock. <laughs> yep. So that that is good. Although it was funny last year. The game against Toledo was the Peacock exclusive, and then that game came down to like the last drive, so everyone had to like find Peacock on their, you know, how do you download Peacock? You All know? three Notre Dame home games, like true home games, have been adventures bad. this year. So bad. there's no reason not, not to think. Bad. Not there's no reason they not to think the fourth one. Yeah, honestly, they should have, and then they almost went to overtime because they couldn't knock down a hail mary. But yeah, the Stanford Cardinal, 1-4 coming into that game. 17-point underdogs basically on the road against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go in there and get a 16-14 victory. Good for the Cardinal. First win over an FBS team in a year for Stanford. Yeah, it's tough. Notre Dame has lost to a 1-4 team, and then they've lost to a Marshall team that doesn't have any FBS wins other than Notre Dame. Yep. I think it would be funny if Notre Dame went 6-6 six and six and got to play in one of these terrible bowl games, like air quote terrible bowl games, like the, the projected to be like the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Like I just want to see Marcus Freeman doused in mayonnaise if they win that game. be very fitting given the year. That would be such a gross game if it was Notre Dame versus Iowa. Like yeah. the projections. Like first one to seven wins, yeah. Uh, it would be bad. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame is bad. They stink again. It's tough. And I think they're going to continue stinking. But we've been wrong before. So we'll see. Yeah, we thought they were going to be 5-2. and two, And that's not going to happen now. Nope. So. Okay. Let's talk about the happy stuff from our area. Local sports. Some of it's happy. Some, a lot of it's happy. Some of it's not. Um, but, you know, it's still much more uplifting. It's most of it than uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start with boys soccer. We have one team still standing after last week, which we maybe kind of figured we could have them uh, still standing, the Westview boys soccer team in 1A. It's kind of the same, the same team that was also last standing last year. Yep. It is the same this year. The uh, The rest of the teams didn't fare so well. Goshen lost to Penn, 5-4, heartbreaker, back and forth, crazy game, uh, playing in the elements last Wednesday. Tough result. Josh Cruz, though, shout out, scored all four goals in the game at 35 on the season. Against that type of schedule that they play, that is really impressive. Um, Which, 30. again, was a single-season record? By eight. He broke it clear, like, not even close. So, they finished 13-4-3. and three. And then Northwood lost a 1-0 game to Mishawaka Marion. Uh, tough loss there for the Panthers. Uh, they finished their season 12-6-2. Um, for the record, both Penn and Mishawaka Marion then won their regional final games this past weekend. Marion beat number one West Lafayette, who was 20-0-1, I believe, going into that game. So, And Marion obviously was ranked third or fourth in the final poll, so like, pretty good team too. So it's not like right. Marion just up. It was it was an upset, kind of, but like not really. They're you close. Know, they're they're close. both really good teams, yeah. Um, but let's talk about Westview. They beat Bethany Christian. Uh, you were there for the semifinal, the regional semifinal, 1-0. Uh, Teague Meisner doing his best. Willis Reed coming off the bench, scoring a goal last five minutes. 
Um, that guy was any, just any, like any thoughts, perspective on that on that uh, Westview Bethany showdown? Which again, third year in a row, it's been close. So, my thoughts were a the weather was it's terrible. Wet. Had to, had <laughs> to run inside the press box because uh-huh. it was literally a monsoon at one point. It's crazy to see the wind and the rain. I felt terrible for the kids and everyone else that had to uh, be out there. I mean. You're walking, you walk outside after the game, stopped raining, and everyone, you can hear just like the splats, like from people are soaking wet, they're walking around their mm-hmm. shoes. I'm like, goodness, that's tough to lose a game like that and have to go through that. But uh, it was, I, I give Bethany a lot of credit. Uh, they looked good. They picked up a sectional title, looked good doing so, and they kind of rode that momentum a little bit into the game against Westview, which was f- Interesting, though, because Tony Jansen, Bethany's head coach, he said that uh, he actually liked their effort better against Westview in the regular season hmm. as far as he thought they played um, better as far as, like, creating, despite passing the ball. Despite losing 3-0. Yeah. Right. He thought they had more chances offensively. But uh, defensively, he was really pleased. And, I mean, obviously, that's what kept them in the game. Did a great job. But it, it, it hurt, obviously, that Teague decided to uh, come in the last 13 minutes. <laughs> as soon as he comes in, like, he had, like, Three good shots before actually scoring the goal. Yeah. So he was threatening right away, even with his bum ankle. But uh, yeah, it was tight, and uh, he was in he was in the street clothes basically the entire game. And then he mm-hmm. he's at one point just decides to get up and maybe try to run around, jogging around a little bit, loosen up, see how it feels. And he's like, "Coach, I'm good to go. If you want to throw me in there." And then the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, he did not play on Saturday against Wheeler in the regional final. Jamie Martin, coach, said afterwards that he could have played if they needed him, but Westview did not need him. They won 7-1. to one. They were up 3 nothing at half, you know, 2 nothing within 10, 15 minutes of the game, so they did not need his, uh, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know how many teams can lose a guy who has scored 40 goals this season for the regional week and then, like, and still be fine. You know what I mean? Like, he is, you know, he leads them in goals and assists, like 40 goals, 16 assists, like absolute superstar player for them. He goes down and they still scored seven goals without him, you know, like that is, that's impressive. And they only gave up the one. Their goal differential for the season, by the way, is 131 to eight. That's pretty good, I would that's say. That's insane. That is insane. Wheeler wasn't ready. Wheeler only has one senior on the roster, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, kudos to them for getting to the regional final, having a great year. They were 14-6, and six, you know, 14-6-1 and one on the season. Like, great year for them. And they were ranked 10th of the final poll, and, you know. But Westview just, they took it to them. They used uh, the weather, the wind and sun to their advantage in the first half and then still scored more goals in the second half, so it didn't even matter. Like, that's how good they are. It's just... Uh, it was a complete performance, offense, defense, special teams. There's no special teams really in soccer, but you know, felt like I needed to say it. But sure, yeah, they uh, they looked the part, man. 19-1 and one, and now we get the rematch: Park Tudor Westview, number one versus number two in the final regular season coaches poll. Uh, they will be playing again at Kokomo High School this Saturday, the 1 p.m. game, which is what they were last year too. Um, it's it's literally deja vu all over again. Um, the only difference this time is, you know, Westview can't sneak up on Park Tudor. Park Tudor is going to be motivated to get revenge. Westview was the scrappy little underdog last year. 
oh yeah, we shouldn't be here. Like, wow, we're lucky. You know, we're just, and then they won. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's not going to happen with Park Tudor this year. You know, they're not going to fall for little old Westview because they're big old Westview right now. They are really, really, really good. And so is Park Tudor. Park Tudor's only given up uh, 13 goals all year. They've scored 85. So. so it's similar similar numbers. Yes. Last year, it was a tight game that Westview had to come back and win at the end. They like were, yeah, they were, it was 1-0 Park Tudor at halftime. Westview scored in the second half, went to overtime. Carson Brown scored two and a half minutes left in the second overtime period to win 2-1. to one. That's right. So, uh, which it was crazy, crazy goal. Crazy moment. It was like, wait, what? Like, Westview just scored? Like, crazy. And then, you know, they, they just they just like how they done the week before against Ileana Christian, and then they would end up doing it against Providence, too, where they scored a late goal and crazy, just pandemonium. How does this happen? You know, type stuff. They love so, the fun. Hasn't been a, too much fun for them no, this year. No, there's been no. There's as only in, been. As in, like, closeness fun. They've been having a lot of fun. But yeah, they've had a lot of fun. Bethany Christian is about their, has been their closest game so far. This postseason, mm-hmm. in terms of like hanging in the balance with ten minutes left to go, so, um, yeah, I, I both these teams, man, really good, obvi- obviously, really, really good teams. Um, Park Tudor eighteen two and one, you know, Westview, like we said, nineteen one and one. Um, a lot of the same players are back for Park Tudor from last year. They only graduated like two or three players. Westview has a lot of familiar faces as well. You know, not as many as Park Tudor, mm-hmm. but I mean, I wrote down six players for go for for Westview. Four of them are still, <laughs> you know, four of them are back. Bodie Martin was part of the team last year, wasn't playing, but he was part of the team last year. Mm-hmm. So really, the only newcomer, true newcomer, that's having like a big impact for Westview, at least offensively, is Nico Coax, the sophomore, thirteen goals, fourteen assists. Mm-hmm. So, um. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a really, really fun game, I think. And two teams that know each other and two teams that, you know, probably feel like this is the state championship game. No disrespect to the teams in the South coming out of the other half. But number one versus number two and the way they've both these teams have played, this will feel like a state final. This would be the toughest test going in for West. Whoever, whoever wins this game, you got to be feeling pretty confident going in the state title game right whoever wins this game will be the on paper favorite next mm-hmm. week or in two weeks in the state championship so uh, yeah it should be a fun game I'm really looking forward to seeing it should be a good uh, good time in person so yes, sir. anything else to add any other notes from the soccer world we're going to wrap up the girls soccer season here pretty soon as of right now as in, it's already wrapped up. <laughs> it's done. It's done. Uh, girls' soccer season came to an end for our teams. Goshen lost in PKs to Penn. Northwood lost to Mishawaka Marion 2-0. Give up two goals in a 90-second stretch. Stuff. And then Bethany Christian lost to Argus. Um, so, you gotta, yeah. You got to hand it to uh, the Red Ox, though. Great season. First sectional title since 2016. And really gave Penn all they wanted. Uh it, Classic pen, right? They're four and eleven in the regular season, and they just continue to figure it out in the postseason. Three shootout games, three games went to PKs, including the Scotian one. Lily Smith, the pin goalkeeper, has really had a phenomenal postseason, helping the Kingsmen advance the way they have. But uh, it was Goshen's first time being shut out all season. First time that they hadn't didn't score a goal 
whether it was in regulation or the two overtimes the entire season. So you got to really credit Penn for the way they really shut down the Red Hawks. Red Hawks had a few chances that they missed on, but they were really few and far between. Not like what they're used to getting. Mm. So, I mean, and then Penn really kind of goes in with that extra added experience because Goshen had not had PKs at all this season. Penn was off back-to-back PK wins. So uh, they end up winning 3-1 in that and uh, eliminate Goshen on their home field. Yep, it was a tough uh, tough way for Goshen to go out. But, yeah, like you said, still a great season. And, um, you know, a lot to build on for the future. So well, shoot, they're, they're you're going to graduate a couple, you know, like Miriam Ruiz Sanchez, of course, notably. Um, you know, single season goal score record. Um, but, yeah, I mean, still a good year overall and nothing to, you know, Sneeze nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. Um, yeah, and then you know, same thing with Bethany Christian. Like you know, they uh, Argus. You know, they when they played Argus in the regular season, they you know gave up 17 shots but no goals, and they won one zero. So it was kind of like a you know they kind of got not like lucky, not a fluke win, but you know you got to earn it still by making all the saves. But mm-hmm. Argus controlled the regular season game. Argus controlled this game too. The only difference was they put four goals in the back of the net. Um, so, you know, Bethany finished 8-10-1, but they only had two seniors on the roster. It's like everyone, like pretty much everyone that contributed this year is coming back next year. Mm-hmm. And Hank Willems, the coach, feels pretty pretty excited, pretty confident that they can uh, be right back to where they were, you know, contending for a sectional championship. You would think that Westview will be having you know, many of their players back as well. So, like, that could be, uh, a, you know, two teams in that sectional that are going to have similar thoughts of deep postseason runs. But, um, yeah, nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of if you're Bethany. And same thing with Northwood. I mean, 14-4-2 and two season for Northwood. Like, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. So, you know, they just ran into a really good Marion team who won, you know, regional final as well on Saturday. A buzzsaw. They ran into the yeah. buzzsaw. That yeah. was Mishawaka Marion. Yeah. So – uh, yeah, tough tough ends to the seasons. And that's never an easy end to a season, I feel like, you know. But, uh, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of good going on in the girls' soccer uh, world for us this year. So, that's that. That's it, was, it was an entertaining girls' soccer season, I will say. Enjoyed every moment. What about yourself, Austin? Did you enjoy every moment? You know, I only enjoyed some of the moments. Wow. Tomorrow's media day for Northwood Volleyball. They're doing a media day thing tomorrow? Yeah. That's very exciting. 2.30 to 3.15. Hey, that's when we'll, uh, you might, you get to guess, guess it's when you're going down there, bud, because you're doing the Northwood Volleyball. Let's just do Northwood Volleyball. Let's just skip ahead to the Northwood Volleyball since you brought it up. Um, they won a sectional championship. Fun fact. They did. Four in a row. Congratulations to the Panthers. Oh, I just got the email too, because I just looked at my phone for the first time in 22 minutes. So that's exciting. Uh, they won. Yes. They defeated Fairfield in the final after beating Wallasee in the semifinal in the morning. So they are now 26-6. and six. They'll be playing Culver Academy in the semifinal Saturday at noon at Northwood High School. They get to host a regional this year. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Culver 19-14 and 14 going in. The other half of the bracket is... 
Hammond Bishop Knoll, 28 and 5, versus New Prairie, 26 and 8. So, got some good teams going to the Northwood Volleyball Regional. And uh, But Northwood uh, was the only one of those teams to be ranked in the top 10 at the end of the year in Class 3A. But obviously, Knoll and New Prairie both have really good records. Culver Academy, they're playing well, of course. They won a sectional. You can never count anyone out who's won a sectional. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I would think that Northwood will get to the final, but you never know, man. It's volleyball. So it helps a lot that they're home. Oh, that's pretty sick. That is get very to play nice. At the pit. Especially because, you know, Hammond is like as close to Illinois, basically, as you can get. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a long drive. Culver is not a long, it's not a short drive really. It's it's a little closer going to Napanee than it would be to go in Goshen, but it's still like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, New Prairie, you're coming, but you know, forty minutes as well. Come from the Central Time Zone too. I know the time zone doesn't really matter, but like, you know, that still have that going on. Like it's not like you're playing, you know, in this regional with, you know. Uh, closer schools necessarily so it's a little Mm -hmm. bit of a drive for all three of the teams coming to them so that's nice it's also nice that uh i'm assuming angola when they're sectional right they're in the they're in the region yes (laughs) they're in the other half of the that's a potential that's a potential uh, Mm semi-state matchup Mm -hmm. yeah i could i mean i think uh northwood's draw in the regionals puts sets them up potentially to be able to potentially win a regional title but uh, semi-state after that would be very difficult. Yes, um, and that's usually usually it gets harder as you go along. That's kind of the the point of the tournament in theory, right? It's supposed to be tougher teams. Well, I mean, not necessarily with all sports. I know, but still, <laughs> um, yeah. The other half, I mean, the other half is silly um, with the teams that are in the. Like Angola is thirty-one and zero. They're playing thirty and three Benton Central mm. in the semifinal. The other semifinal at Norwell is Belmont, who is twenty-seven and six, and then Delta is sixteen and nine. So like, Belmont will probably be in the final, and then you're gonna get a really good Angola or a really good Benton Central team there, and then whoever wins that, you know, goes to the final or goes to the semi-state. Semi-state locations this year, by the way, could either be, um, I believe, it's either Plymouth. Columbus, yeah, Plymouth or Frankfurt. So Plymouth would be probably if Northwood and if Northwood advances and they play like in Angola, I would assume they're going to be at probably Plymouth. Be at Plymouth, yeah. So that's nice too. It's not that far of a drive for you us. Know. Yeah, for well for Northwood too. It's you know closer. Mm-hmm. For, so for us too. <laughs> yeah, but also we're for the shortest us. thing about us right here. Yeah, just us personally. Um, <laughs> just want to give a shout out Emery Porter by the way. Uh, 98 assists in two matches on Saturday across eight eight sets. That's insane. Is that good? That's insane. I'm sorry. Like that's a crazy number. Um, as we got some other Northwood stats. Thank you, Michael Deke, by the way, covering the Michael volleyball Deke. for us. Mike Deke. <laughs> Mike he Deke. said he said I, I wrote his name as Michael in the newspaper, and he's like the only people that call me Michael are my dad and when someone's yelling at me, like if they're angry, like Michael. So probably Mrs. Deke, you know. So he didn't, love, he didn't love the fact that Michael was in he the He wants to be paper. called Mike, so. <laughs> Good to know. Um, Sophia Barber and uh, Claire Payne combined for 27 kills in four blocks in the final. Um, just incredible. Great great performance. And shout out Fairfield. Great season as well, 24 and 11. Coming to an end. And Wabasee played Northwood Tough in the morning as well. Their season they did. came to an end. 
Took 2013. A set. Yeah. I, when they won that first set, I, my eyeballs were like, whoa. Said, Just like how Wawasee football, <laughs> Wawasee football scored first on Mishawaka on Friday night. They were up 7 nothing, and it was like, Wawasee? And then they lost 54-21. But I saw it. I, was I like, tweeted that on, out. Bro. I was it's like, it's too, early. It's early, early, but... <laughs> Eyes emoji, and then it didn't, it didn't hold up. They lost uh, 54 to what, 21 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 30, 33 points. Um, Tough. Hey, th- they kept it close for a little bit. Um, anyway, so yeah, volleyball, Northwood, they, they will, having that home court's going to be very nice for them. Um, they are playing well, 26 and 6. I know they've, it's not what they were last year. They're 30 and 2 going into the regional or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but still a really good team. Still have a lot of youth. They're still young, which is crazy. I mean, most of the main contributors are going to be back next year. So even if they don't win this weekend, but you know, this is, this is their best chance to win a regional for the first time since 2010. They had it really close in 2019. They were up 2-0 the final against Belmont lost the next three sets. Tough 2020. They were overmatched 2021. We thought last year would be a much closer final with mm-hmm. Belmont. They got overwhelmed by them. So at least they don't have to play Belmont. You know, this weekend that's got to be nice. Shout out the IHSAA for redrawing that up, switching it up a little bit, putting them putting them more west than east, um, letting those really good east teams, Angola, Benton Central, and and Belmont beat each other up. So, um, yeah, and then everywhere else, so we had uh, the seasons coming to an end in four A. Uh, Warsaw won the four A sectional at Penn. Mm-hmm. Um, tough tough ending to the season uh, for our area teams over there. Elkhart lost in the first round to Warsaw. Concord came back, beat Penn, or Northridge in a five-set match. They lost the first two, came back, won the next three. Mm-hmm. Warsaw just overwhelmed them at the end. Concord also beat Goshen. So, uh, Westview got a surprise win on Thursday night against Fremont in five sets, but then they lost to Prairie Heights Saturday morning. Churubusca won that sectional. Congratulations to them. Jimtown lost in their 3A sectional to New Prairie, and then New Prairie obviously won. So... Correct. Yep. And then in 1A, uh, Blackhawk Christian, Christian, very good. That's my analysis. Uh, they beat Bethany in three. They, you know, and then ECA, shout out ECA, got the final. Took care of Hamilton, took care of Lake, Lakewood Park Christian, but Blackhawk, man, just too good. Bulldozed. Buzzsaw, like you said earlier with Marion. Buzzed them all. Yep. Buzzsaw, that's what they are. So Evan will be providing coverage of Northwood Volleyball this weekend, so follow him on Twitter. I'll be in the pit. The pit. At from noon to however long the first match takes, and then potentially 6 p.m. to however long that match takes. On the bright side, it's close, so I could potentially... Go home. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. It's only like a, what, a 15, 20-minute drive from your apartment, if that? 25. 35, 45, hour? Two hours. Three hours? Seven and hours? Now I'm not going home. Now you're just going <laughs> to stay there? Yeah, it's much better than... Um, where did Fairfield girls basketball go the last couple years for regional? It's like... Winnemac. Winnemac, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you to Winnemac two years in a row for that. <laughs> There's nothing going on. At least at Northwood, you got a couple like nice little restaurants you could go to if you wanted to stay down there. And Winnemac was so bad, I went home. Yeah, it's and an I, hour and, and a half. And drove back. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, cross country. Cross country is going on. This weekend, semi-state at Indiana Wesleyan University, we will have I will. some some area teams going down. Shocking. Uh, Northridge boys, regional champs for the first time since 2013. Congratulations nice. to the Raiders. The Raiders. Mm, McLean. And the Raiders. 
Congratulations. Won the regional. Um, they will be joined by Goshen, Elkhart, and West Noble from their regional as full teams from our coverage area going down to semi-state. Uh, the girls' teams from our area going down to semi-state are Northridge and Northwood. So only two full girls' teams from our coverage area on that side. Four going on the boys. Obviously a bunch of individuals as well going. You can see all of that. GoshenNews.com slash sports. Steve Crow wrote up the story for us on Saturday morning. Take a look. It's full of, chock full of results and fun so stuff. So many results, so little time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the notable individuals, you, you, my favorite runner of all time, Noah Bontrager, Westview freshman. You love that he guy. won the regional at West Noble with a time of 15.45. He is uh, rolling right now. I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to do against some of this big competition on the weekend. He's the only Westview boy going down. Um, and then I'm also intrigued individually from Wallace Yee freshman, Mia Hodgson. She was sixth at the sectional. I'm intrigued to see how she's going to kind of fare against some of this bigger competition as well. Um, I feel more confident in Noah qualifying for state than I do Mia, but you never know with these big meets, man. There's a lot of the Indianapolis schools kind of feed into this semi-state, and you know you get all these other great teams from like Fort Wayne area coming in. So it's kind of hard to gauge how our teams are going to do. Northridge boys feel like they're comfortable right now and being able to get as a team. Mm-hmm. But again, you never know. It's it's an interesting, um, you know, with so much talent and so many teams there, it's going to be tough. So. You think it's an advantage uh, to have both these at IWU? From what I've gathered, people like the IWU course. It's very flat from mm-hmm. what I've read in, in our story from Saturday. Like the runners are excited to go to IWU instead of Huntington because it's an easier course to manage. They think there's going to be a lot of like lifetime PRs just because there's not many hills. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yes, potentially. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle uh, handle this. So. But yeah, um, I will be down there because Indiana Wesleyan is kind of close to Kokomo, Marion. Oh yeah, you're pulling double duty. About forty Did minutes. Did you do that last year, or you're almost? No, do it. cross country was in Huntington last year, so I think I sent Steve Craw to that. Wasn't there something that you were gonna do and then you decided not to? Last year on this Saturday, I did. Westview boys soccer at one, and I drove to Norwell for Northwood volleyball final at night. Okay. What about the next La- week? You're thinking week? of the fall. You might maybe you're thinking of the spring when I was at Wawasee Baseball Regional, and I was like, if if they lose, I might go to state track. track. Yeah. And then I was like, no, like it's not worth it. That's what I was thinking. Three about. hour drive to see. I mean, Jack Moore finished like top five of the thirty two hundred. That's cool, but like, we didn't need to be there. We did no. not need to be there. So, I gave it a thought. I was in position, but it was still too long of a drive to be like, no. If it was like, if it was in Indianapolis. Like, and it was only like an hour, hour and a half. But it was like still a two and a half hour drive to Bloomington. I was like, nope. Hard pass. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, that guy's not going to do that. No, I, but I gave it a thought. That was nice of you. That's all. It's the thought that counts. Right. I hope, I hope all the coaches listening know that I did think about going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cross country is always hard to gauge because we're not seeing a lot of the Fort Wayne teams or the Indianapolis schools, you know, during the year. So it's always hard to be like, oh, yeah, Northridge, they'll get out. Like, I think Northridge boys will make it. I think Tommy Claxton from Goshen will make it, you know. Um, could anyone else sneak out? Maybe. Bontrager, I think, from the West, you will make it. 
the girls' side, Northridge will have to battle to get top six. Same thing with Northwood, it's going to be a stretch, but they have the talent, I think, to at least be close, competing. Um, so, yeah, Grant Floor from West Noble, could he sneak out? Like, there's a lot of, you know, just a lot of what-ifs, so. A lot of intangibles, a lot of moving parts. Yes. A lot of moving parts, as in they are moving three miles across the cross-country course. 5K? Is that three miles? Three miles, yes. 5K? Yeah. 3.1 miles? Three, yep, there you go. You anyone, know anyone could run three miles. It's that point one that, that you really have to dig in for. You ever ran 5K before? I don't know if I've ran 5K total in my life. Wow. That's rough. Actually, I have. I know I've ran at least five. <laughs> it's a joke, but I've never ran a 5K. Have you ran a 5K? Yeah. Just one, though. Yeah? How'd it go? It was 30-something minutes I finished in. 30-something minutes. That's not bad. I don't know, like... What an average is for like a good 5K runner. I don't know. Seven minutes mile? 21 minutes? Yeah. 21 minutes. And I think I didn't run the entire time either. Right. I ran like 75% of it. And right. And probably walked 25% of it. So. That's fine. That's what I would walk like, I'd walk 90% of it and run 10. If I really dug in, I could have maybe gotten under 30, but it's whatever. You're not really competing against, you know. You're not trying to break a world record when you're out there. Also, wasn't trying to cry and collapse as soon as I passed the <laughs> uh, as soon as I passed the finish line. No, no, like a lot of these poor kids do. But uh, good for them, you know. Really digging in, going to places I would not want to go. So <laughs> within their body, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> physically and mentally. I wouldn't want to go to Marion either. Ha ha ha. You said these people are going to places they wouldn't they. Wouldn't want to go. Okay, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to talk quickly about Isaiah Hostetler, man. He's going to the individual state tur- state tennis tournament. State tournament tennis? State tournament, tournament. tennis thing. Um, Wes, you've seen your standout. 24-0 and on the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He won the individual regional this past week. Won his matches 6-1, 6-0, and then 6-0, 6-0. So, so it's care, cruising, cruising took into care of the business. Um, now he gets to play Adam Cox, twenty-two and zero, senior from Southmont, the Mounties. Cool mascot Very logo, excited. by the way. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if anyone's seen it, but go check it out. I believe they're in the same conference as the Frankfurt Hot Dogs, which is very exciting. This is like the best mascot names. Uh, this conference, the Mounties. There's like the Hot Dogs. There's the um, the Western Boone Stars, which is a good. Well, I think it's a good one. Not the Athenians. The Athenians are one of the schools in there as well. Mm-hmm. Like they got some good nicknames in this conference. The hot dog is like a. It's an angry dog. It's not like a. It's almost a sandwich, but it's a hot dog sandwich. <laughs> it's not an actual. Uh, um, not the food you eat. Tubed shaped meat. Not the food you eat. No. Um. So, yeah, Isaiah, it'd be cool to see him uh, win, you know, Friday. They play at Park Tudor High School. So, the Westview Park Tudor uh, connection runs runs strong all weekend. So, if he wins uh, Friday at 2, he plays Saturday at 10 a.m. against uh, Aaron Grew from West Lafayette Harrison. Aaron Goo. Goo? Grew. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of the uh, Minions movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
Aaron Goo. How about Aaron Groot? G-U. Groot. Groot. He is Groot. Um, <laughs> every time I think of the Minions movie, I just think of, we are going to steal the moon. <laughs> Sorry. Um, awesome. Anyway, this has been great tennis talk. Um, yeah, so it'd be cool to see Isaiah, you know, at least win one. Get, get one win. Get to Saturday. Get to the semis. Do we'll it. see what happens when you get there. He's a really good player. He's been our best player for the last two, three years mm-hmm. in this area. It'd be kind of cool to see him make a run. So, Come on, Isaiah. Do it. Okay. Uh, one, okay. Last, <laughs> one last high school thing before we get to the Maple Leaf Men and then we get out of here. High school football. It starts this week. The playoffs. The we whole go season. to the frozen we, tundra. We, we, we go out <laughs> west to Jackson Field in South Bend, which is technically, yes, west of us. <laughs> um, class 5A and Class 6A, enjoy your week off. We will see you in on October 28th. So Goshen, Concord, Elkhart. Um, Elkhart, 35-7 lost to New Prairie not, last week. Not great. You get a buy. You get a buy. Goshen, 42-6 loss to Northwood. Not great. Uh, Concord, 50, 49-0, I think. 52-0 over Plymouth, whatever. It was a big win. Yeah, they won a buy. Regardless. We'll talk about those games later next week. We have Class 4A, Sectional 18, and Class 3A, Sectional 26, beginning this week. The matchups in 4A. We talked about them last week. Wawasee at Logansport. Northridge at South Bend Riley. Bottom half of the bracket is number three Northwood at South Bend Washington. Mm-hmm. South Bend St. Joe at Plymouth. Um, going by the records, Logansport should win easily. Northwood mm-hmm. should win easily. St. Joe should take care of Plymouth. Oh, excuse me. Just getting so caught up in the football talk. Northridge and Riley will be an interesting matchup. That's the toss up one. Of that, that's both why team, everyone's going. Both teams five and four. Yeah, every media entity in the world will be there, including us. So be on the lookout for our coverage and everybody else's coverage too. But only don't look, worry about don't, ours. Don't don't look at their coverage. Only read our coverage, please. We will have the best photos and the best writer, sort of. Yes, I, don't, I won't give myself that much credit. But uh, Joseph, is he taking the photos? Yeah, he's taking the photos. Our photographer. I believe Northridge should win. Yes. Riley. Northridge has played a much more difficult uh, schedule compared to Riley. Some of Riley Riley wins. Some of Riley's wins are uh, not great, and they really had to squeak some of them out, like South Bend, Washington, for instance. They had to come back and beat South Bend, Washington, uh, 34-26, about a month ago. They also beat Indianapolis, Washington by a lot, which I know is not a good team based off the 51 to 6 victory uh, Riley had. South Bend Clay, we already know that South Bend Clay is terrible yeah. and their program is. Uh, Indianapolis, Washington, declining. by the way, lost to Indianapolis School of the Deaf. Yeah, so there you go. That, that gives you an idea. They lost to South Bend Adams barely, but South Bend Adams isn't having the best season. Glenn, also an up-and-down season, lost to them by a couple touchdowns. And then they barely beat Gary Westside, which I'm assuming a team from Gary, Indiana. I'm assuming that's where they're from. Yes. You know, that's that's not a win to be super proud of. So, Although I will say, 7-2, Gary Westside. Mm. <laughs> Who is Gary beat, though? That's a, that's a good question, right? Um, yeah, so 
feels like Northridge should take care of business. They are but, the better team. They have the more experience when it comes to the postseason, obviously. They have the edge probably in coaching as well. Yeah. But unless they just commit a bunch of mistakes, which they have they have been known to uh, shoot themselves in the foot, if you will, with uh, turnovers and penalties. That's the only chance that uh, Riley has in this game. I talked to with uh, Chad Epley, Northridge football coach, right before we started recording this podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. And he was. I asked him, you know, what's different this year compared to last year? You guys had the same record, of course, uh, but you can't you can't fly under the radar right now. Everyone knows that you are, you know, what you did last year. No one's going to be surprised by Northridge, you know. Right. And last year, you said, you know, yeah, we were, we were the kids believed, but you know, there was still some doubt in their minds. You know, because we were playing Northwood that first game. This year, it's like, we do believe. Like, the words that we believe and we we don't have that doubt because we saw it happen last year. Mm-hmm. So, actually, in his mind, it seems like they're more confident going into the postseason this year. You know, sometimes having that target on your back, it could be, a, you know, it could be a bad thing. But it seems like they're going to try to embrace it as much as possible. And also, the slogan is still, why not us? So Everyone loves that one. Yeah. Right column. I think it started with Why Not Us. You did write a column about Why Not Us. Yeah, the end of season column. It did. Good times. Good memory right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's 4A sectional 18. Um, I don't I don't envision Northwood having an issue um, against Washington. St. Joe should be able to beat up on Plymouth. And then Logansport is a good 7-2 and two team against Wawasee, 1-8. Wawasee on the road. Tough tough draw for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Class 3A sectional 26 games. Mishawaka Marion at West Noble. Lakeland at Knox. South Bend Clay at Jimtown. Fairfield at John Glenn. Um, the only game I feel really confident about is Jimtown beating South Bend Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. All the other three games, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Uh, West Noble 7-2. and two, Mishawaka Marion 2-7. and seven. Like... Look, I know West Noble's probably the better team on paper, but there is still that mental thing with Marion. Like when they walk off the bus and they're wearing the Marion jerseys, and you know they have all the tradition and history, and they've won the region sectional, you know, three four years in a row, whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Like the good best thing for West Noble, I guess, is that they're at home. Like that's a nice plus is they're at home. So, but I. It's, it's going to be interesting. I really am intrigued to see how they handle the moment. They're a young team, West Noble, a lot of youth um, at all the spots. So, like, it's going to be a good experience for them no matter what. And I was talking with Monty Mayhorter, coach. I asked him about that youth, you know, and he's like, the best thing for them is that they don't they don't know any better, basically. They don't know Mishawaka Marion, like, the history, the tradition, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. he they're, like, almost kind of like, more loose because of that, you know. So, so yeah, it's that one will be a really intriguing game. I, on paper, the on paper game, right? West Noble's had a good season. They are playing well. Seth Pruitt has been a beast as a running back. Their offensive line really strong. They ran for like 400 plus yards on Prairie Heights. I know it's Prairie Heights, but 400 rushing yards still 400 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Pruitt had two two ten and four touchdowns himself on like 13 runs. It's insane. Good God. Um, yeah, crazy game. Um, but it's still Marion. I don't know. I 
I want West Obel to win because it'd be cool to see them get a win like that over a program like Marion, but um, you never know. Lakeland and Knox, that's also a really intriguing game. Knox is 6-3, and three, Lakeland 3-6. Three and six. Lakeland has shown flashes of being decent. Um, I feel like Knox will probably have the advantage there, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. Like I said, Jimtown Clay, whatever. Congrats, Jimtown winning the NIC North-South last week. They did. Uh, Fairfield Glen, throw a dart at the board, and uh, that's it's probably a better chance to figure out who's going to win this game than trying to do analysis, to be honest. Um, it just depends uh, what Fairfield team is going to show up, right? Will the real Fairfield please stand up? Happy belated birthday, Eminem, by the way. 50 years old on Monday. Um, yeah, I, you know, Fairfield runs that triple option, and if they if they got everyone healthy, they run that really well. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just a matter of can they be healthy? Can they execute? It's on the road. Like maybe Glenn has an advantage being on the road. It's just a weird game. It's going to be a weird game. I don't I don't know who to pick. Like it's just going to be strange. What's the spread? Pick them. Pick them. <laughs> I'm not putting the spread out there. Sean Behensky, if you want to tweet out your uh, yeah. <laughs> spreads for the games, feel free. Um, Do it right now. We will be at Northridge Riley, Fairfield Glen, and West Oval Marion. So, all the key games. Yep. So, uh, all right. That's high school sports. Let's go to our good friend Dante Stanton back again with the Maple Leaf uh, Minute. Dante. Take it away. Hey, it's Dante reporting on 91.1 The Globe with your Maple Leaf Minute. With fall break, it was a short week for GC Athletics. Women's volleyball got the week started on Wednesday at home and were drubbed 3-0 by the nationally ranked Indiana Wesleyan Wildcats. That's actually where their week ended, however, as both of their weekend matchups at Indiana Tech were canceled due to lack of staffing. Men's soccer was on the road for two games this week, dropping their first game to Grace 3-0 on Wednesday. But the Leafs bounced back big, picking up their second Crossroads League win of the season on Saturday toppling the Taylor Trojans 1-0 on the strength of a Lucas Bontrager goal. Women's soccer took a tough loss at home on Wednesday, falling to Grayson in a tight-knit contest 2-1. Then Saturday, the defense fared even better against Taylor, but the Leafs couldn't get their offense rolling in a 1-0 loss. My name is Dante, and that's going to do it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Goshen College Athletics. Thank you, Dante, for that update. Very light week on the schedule, given it was fall break for the Maple Leafs. No cross-country. <laughs> what? What? They have fall breaks up here. Why are you laughing? Because I didn't say anything stupid. I automatically just thought of his the way he ended. Oh yeah, yeah. Ended the Dante, you know, he, he started strong. The finish was a little, you know, but that's okay. Sometimes we get we get the phlegm in there. Yeah, a little bit of maybe phlegm. he just didn't notice it when he was recording it. I don't know. That's okay. It's all right. It's a great Maple Leaf minute, regardless. They're, uh, they've got a busy weekend week coming up. Um, NAIA Great Lakes Challenge or whatever for cross country this Saturday. Or something. In uh, Grand Rapids. So, fun challenge for the number 13 ranked Maple Leafs. How about that? Yeah. Goshen College. The women are 23rd. In the polls. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, since we already talked about Notre Dame, I guess that's it. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. On this uh, glorious edition of the Ghost News Sports Podcast, it was, it was a glorious indeed. I'm glad I could uh, open her up, if you will. You want a closer? Yeah. Don't laugh. Let's you look like we're gonna laugh. It's close. Well, uh, appreciate 
all the listeners who have tuned in for this uh, edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm Evan Leapak, sports reporter of the Goshen News. That's Austin Huff, sports editor of the Goshen News. You guessed it, the Goshen News. We'll be back next week because we will have tons of results to go over. We will have regional volleyball. We will have semi-state cross country. We'll have some sectional football. And then we'll also have, you know, even more sectional football to discuss next week as well. And semi-state boys soccer. Yes. Westview. Look out for the Warriors. little tease. It's not 100% confirmed, so I'm not going to say who. But we might have a guest next week. It's about time. We might have a special Hall of Fame guest coming in for the podcast. You guessed it. Um... I'm just trying to think of any like notable Hall of Fame. Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Peyton Manning is going to be on the podcast <laughs> next week to talk about the Indiana high school football playoffs. Brett Favre. Well, that probably wouldn't be a good, mm. good guess right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, you know Brett probably wouldn't mind coming on. He talk about literally anything else in his life right now. That's true. He's anyway, pl- he's playing the woe is me card though. We have a potential Hall of Fame guest coming in to talk football next week. So, stay tuned for that. Until next time.